Welcome in, everybody. Episode 53 of the Sports Gospel Podcast. So great to be back with you this Thursday night. It was a weird week traveling into Vegas last week for the show and trying to figure out how to coordinate all that. But thank you for bearing with us. Darren and Austin with you this week. Haven't had Austin on in a while, so we had to bring him back in. Uh, Happy March Madness week. We're down to our final four. Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. Yours truly picked Villanova, so I'm going to tout that for as much as the rest of my bracket is trash. Such a such an interesting year where we got so excited about the pandemonium and the chaos, and let's get somebody new. Let's get Gonzaga. What about the St. Peter's run? Hey, can Miami do it? And here we are with four blue bloods left in the bracket, but March Madness is fun. I think it's overall been an enthralling tournament, a lot of fantastic games. Pretty much any night you could turn it on and find a close matchup and a fun battle. All in all, March Madness, I loved it. We know you're not the biggest college basketball fan, but hopefully you found some joy in it. You know, it was a good time. I, honestly, I was a little bummed. I wanted to go down to Moda and watch a couple of games. Um, and it looked like there was a few good ones down there. But it, overall, just like you said, it's always a good time. I didn't fill out a bracket this year because I like my money to stay in my bank account. and I usually lose it. So I just denied that access right away and said, nope, I'm good. I'll just watch and enjoy for fun. So uh, it's going to be fun Final Four. I think I'm going to really looking forward to it. I think Duke's going to take it all. So, cheers to Villanova, but they're playing for Mike Krzyzewski, and that's a hard one to beat. So, that's my choice. I'm sticking to it. Far too fiscally responsible. I have to. Someone in the relationship has to be responsible for the money. Ah. Well, thank you for picking up the slack on that. I'm over here losing parlay bets on the Sixers and Hornets. I know. I was about to put a parlay down on the Suns and the Warriors tonight, but I just thought, you know what? I'm going to sit back as a fan and enjoy the Phoenix Suns, put it to the Warriors tonight, because that's the best thing I want to do. Well, there is so much to talk about, and we have a limited time with Austin. We're going to get his take here on a new subject, and then I'm going to carry you home. We're going to talk about some UFC, some WrestleMania, maybe a little bit of basketball, a lot to get to. But first... With Austin here, our baseball aficionado. Yes, baseball is back. We figured out our labor dispute, and then we had a massive amount of signings. Well, I want to go division by division here, get Austin's take on what we can expect from the majors, division favorites. Let's let's pick some winners in each of our six divisions. And because you are Mr. Twin, we're going to start in the AL Central. For me, this begins and ends with the White Sox in a runaway. They bring back... All the big bats, Yasmani Grandal, Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, uh, Yuan Mancata, and then that pitching staff with Lance Lynn, who is it just me or is Lance Lynn a thousand years old? Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Dallas Keuchel. When Craig Kimbrell is your second best closer behind Liam Hendricks, you're doing something right. I think the White Sox are going to be amazing. I think the Royals are going to be sneaky good behind them. I got your twins at three. And we forget the Guardians, the Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians. They have Shane Bieber, and I don't know how much else they have behind that. And then I've got the Tigers at the bottom. Uh, some good moves by them. Always love Miggy. I uh, got Javi Baez there. But what say you, Mr. AL Central? Can you convince me that the Twins are going to win this thing? No, I'm not going to convince you that the Twins are going to win this thing. I do believe that. In, I say, like, I, I'm a little bit closer to the Twins than probably anybody else's. And so it really hurt me last year to watch them play, um, more so because I believe that they actually were better than their record determined. Uh, they had a really awful start to the season because they had went through a little bit of COVID issues and, and protocols and everything like that. And so they were more or less a 500 team the rest of the season. They just started off so slow that didn't make, really make a difference. Um, I do believe that the White Sox, it is, it is their division to lose. And we've said that before, but the Twins, 
uh, in my opinion, are going to be a close second. The problem with the Twins is that their number one pitcher is Sonny Gray, or um, or not, yeah, Sonny Gray. And so, who really knows what they're trying to do? Because they don't really have that guy, that ace, that somebody that's going to go out there be a be a stopper, um, if be a streak stopper, be a series stopper, if be a guy that they can really count on to, uh, you know, stop. Like if we're going in a losing streak to stop the losing streak, to slow down the opponent's offense when they're hot, somebody like that. So um, that's going to be the real struggle. So I do think it's going to be White Sox one, Twins two. Um, the real struggle for me is the bottom half of the, the bottom half of the, of the division. You know, the Guardians, as you said, I don't know if I – you put a lot of faith in them. They really have issues uh, fielding uh, truthfully, and I say this in the nicest way possible. you got to put a major leaguer at every position. Um, to give you yourself, yourself an opportunity. And when they have the, the payroll that they do, uh, this just like, it's just, it's like almost impossible to win really more than 70 games, right? We all know how, how amazing Shane Bieber is. And they have a really a pitching staff that is all-star caliber is amazing. Probably world series caliber. You know, it's one of those things. It's funny. If you put their, their pitching staff with the angels offense, they probably win a world series. Um, but they're just uh, are unwilling to do that. So for me, the Guardians are probably coming last, uh, the Royals in fourth, and the Tigers in third. Yeah, I'm looking at one of the major sports media outlets, and they have the Guardians at 16th in their preseason power rankings, which I can't fathom. I don't see where that's coming from. But getting back to your twins, you got Gary Sanchez there, the big hitter, added Carlos Correa. And I remember reading that, and people did like the Ron Burgundy. Carlos Correa went to the Twins? That what that doesn't make any sense. So you've got yeah, the, you I, did the, the I did the same thing. In town. So and then you've got the uh, I think the man going on a decade as the franchise savior, Byron Buxton, still running around there. Yeah, you know we'll see if he can play more than 100 games this year. We're looking forward to it. So who knows? <laughs> well, at least we agree we got the White Sox taking that division. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it, or I just feel like that's what's going to happen. Well, now we're going to go out east, and I am really intrigued by the east and to know what you think about it. I don't know if I am with the majority here or if I am completely out on a ledge by myself. I fell in love with these with this Blue Jays team last year, and I'm going to stick with them. I think they are going to crush this year. You've got Vlad Jr., I think is one of the three best players in the game. Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette. Uh, you got Matt Chapman. Sorry, Josh. Got him from the A's. George Springer and Teoscar Hernandez. That's an amazing lineup. Then you've got Gossman, Barrios, and Ryu uh, pitching for you. I like that team. I think I would not be surprised if four of these teams make it. I got the Jays, one, Yankees, two, Rays, three, and Red Sox, four. And I know people love this Rays team. I think people are talking about the Rays as one of the three best teams. I think they're the third best team in their own division. The only thing I'm confident about is the Orioles get last in this division. The other four, I have my ranking, but I'm not super confident. I just feel like the Orioles will come in fifth. Yeah, I think I think you're about right with the Orioles. And again, it's one of those things. I think in the major in Major League Baseball, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they need to there needs to be a uh, payroll floor um, because and I, we'll get to the Pirates here eventually. But like, there's three teams specifically where the owners just like refuse to spend any money on their team, and it's unfortunate for the players and it's unfortunate for the fans because the product sucks. And so uh, the Orioles are not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, but I'm going to go out on the limb. I do agree that the Blue Jays are going to be the number one team in the division. I do believe that they are um, putting something together with Boba Chef, Vagro Jr., just kind of the names that you mentioned. Um, Jose Barrios, obviously, is a former twin. He's someone who's going to be really 
a solid a solid structure for them in the in the in the starting rotation. But um, so they are actually, if we don't want to get too far ahead, my pick to go to the World Series this year out of the American League. Um, but I do think this is going to be the first year. I couldn't tell you how long it's been. I think the Rays come in second, and I think it's going to be the first year. Again, I don't know how long it's been that the Red Sox nor the Yankees make it to the playoffs. And I say that because the Yankees got swindled by the Twins this year. And not to say that uh, the Twins, um, again, I'm not, like, obviously I'm a Twins guy, but the, who they gave up and who they got from in that whole Gary Sanchez, Gio Urshula, uh move, it, like, didn't make any sense for the Yankees to even really want to do that. Uh, but they still were, they got rid of two young <laughs> budding players that potentially have a lot of power um, and are, are really pretty good players. Um, and they got prospects out of it, players that aren't even going to be playing for the, for the Yankees this year. So uh, it's going to be hard. They have a lot of very similar players, but again, Aaron Judge, you're kind of wasting away. Like they say they have the best, a lot of players say they have the best outfield in baseball, but they don't have a center fielder. Uh, like a true defensive center fielder, as amazing as Aaron Judge is, he's a right fielder, really by trade. Um, and so I don't think that I see either them or the Red Sox making into the playoffs this year. Bold statements out of you. I, I just, I know I, it's fool's gold and it got me last year, but you look at the Yankees, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, you add Josh Donaldson, Joey Gallo, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. There's so much there. I just, I, I have to, I have to take the candy. Side note, where was I when Corey Kluber went to the Tampa Bay Rays? He may not be the Corey Kluber of three or four years ago, but I was looking at their roster and thought, when did this happen? Because the Rays have been really good about keeping that core together. Guys like uh, Kiermaier, Rosarina, Lowe, Choi, all those guys were part of that World Series runner-up team. And then I'm looking and thought, wait, Corey Kluber is here? Yeah, and again, you know, this is going to sound weird, but the Yankees kind of remind me a little bit of what the Lakers were trying to do, where like you put Anthony Rizzo, star, maybe a little bit older, right? Champion, everybody loves him, kind of like Russell Westbrook. And you think about like uh, like a Josh Donaldson, same thing. I mean, yeah, he won an MVP. He's amazing. Yeah, his personality is great, but isn't he 38 or 39 years old? Like he's an old – like they all kind of just think they have a lot of – a similar players on their team. And to me, it's just not something that I'm ready to, to predict them to have any sort of success um, when it comes to the, the regular season or even really getting into the playoffs. So are you, are you with me? Did you pick the Jays or the Rays to win the East? I picked the Jays to go to the World Series. Oh, nice. I like it. Happy you're with me. I wasn't sure if I was delusional about the Jays. No, not even. I know. I, I mean, they're young. They're fun. They're they have a lot of excitement. They play the they they play a good genre of baseball. They're a good coach. They have a lot of things going for them this year. So I think they have a good chance. And going out west in the division that I see as the tail of two different tiers, I hate to admit it because I hate this franchise. We all know why. We talk about it on the show all the time. I think the stupid Astros are going to win again. You've still got Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez. Yuli Gurriel, Verlander, McCullers, all these guys still there. I think the Angels are finally going to get it right. I think they're finally going to get the get into playoff contention with Otani, Trout, Rendon, added Noah Syndergaard. Would love seeing Thor back in the game. And then you've got the Mariners. I think the Mariners and Angels are going to be in a race, and they're both going to flirt with that fifth playoff spot in the AL. Uh, Ty France, Adam Frazier, Mitch Haniger, adding Jesse Winkers, huge for them. Getting Robbie Ray in free agency, huge for them. And then I think the A's and Rangers are both going to be terrible. The A's doing as the A's do, selling off all their pieces. 
The Rangers, yes, you've got one of the Seegers and you've got Marcus Semyon down there, but I think the Astros, Angels, and Mariners are going to run away from the other two. And the Astros, unfortunately, are going to run away from everybody. Yeah, and see, I'm going to kind of go a different direction because uh, what one thing that we don't realize and I think that we maybe forget is Carlos Correa out of the whole bunch might have been the best, right? You think of, obviously Altuve or maybe an MVP caliber player, he won. But in terms of the leadership, in terms of everything else that came along with him, um, because again, he really took the brunt force of really what happened with that scandal. And he was kind of the, the showman, the guy that spoke to the media. He kind of took everything and was the leader through everything that was going on. And now that he's gone, I think that we're, I don't know that we realize the impact that he had off the field um, with a lot of that group. So I do think that they take quite a bit of a step back just because, and again, it's hard to put so much uh, on one player, but again, like it's hard to actually know um, the relative impact that he had on that team. So my prediction, and I'm going to go on a limb. And again, people always wonder like, why am I, why am I always shoot the home team? Like what's going on here? I do believe that this is going to be the best marriage team that we've probably seen in 20, 25 years. Um, really maybe since the 2001 team. And so um, I believe, I don't think they're obviously going to get to 116 wins because that team was historically good, but I do have a projection that they, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they get to 85, 90 wins and win this division. Um, that's something that, you know, they may be not necessarily built for the playoffs with the way that their pitching staff is put together, but they're built to win a lot of freaking games in, in a weak division in the regular season. So I do think that they have a really good, significant shot at winning this division this year. So who are your playoff teams? You've got the Jays and the White Sox as two of your division winners. And then the Mariners. Mariners. You get your two wild cards. And then the Twins. Ooh. And the Rays. Would be the five. Well, we are. I think we have, we have two of the same. I've got the Jays and the White Sox and the Astros. And then I've got the Yankees and the Angels getting the cards. All right. Well, I'm one of us gonna is going to be very wrong. That's true. That's okay. I'm not wrong. I'm not mad about it. Jumping over to the National League, going to start in the Central again, where, dare I say, the worst division? Well, we got the West coming up. We'll talk about them. But looking at the Central, the Brewers, who I think quietly have the longest consecutive playoff streak, well, at least in the NL. I guess the Astros may have them beat in the AL. But the Brewers. What about the Dodgers there, brother? Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. Uh, But the Brewers quietly making it four years in a row. We never think about the Brewers, but. You've got that tremendous pitching staff with, uh, with Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff leading the way, and Josh Hader out of the pen. And then if Christian Yelich can get his bat back, that offense is going to be great. Colton Wong, uh, you got Renfro, Kane, Telez there, Rowdy Telez, one of the best names in the majors. And then Andrew McCutcheon is still floating around. Who knew Andrew McCutcheon was still doing his thing? But I think the Brewers are going to run away with this one. I think the cards hang around because they're the Cardinals, and that's what they do, and they're always going to have some level of talents. Uh, I believe Goldschmidt, Arenado still there. I think the Cubs are going to be in the middle of the pack and the Reds. I think the Reds got rid of everybody who's not Joey Votto. And then the Pirates are going to do the Pirates thing. And poor Jose Quintana is going to have to be there and suffer the 40 win season. But for me, it's the Brewers going to crush everybody. The cards will be there in second. And then it kind of trails off from there. Yeah. And you know, what's funny as I really think that this division really rises and falls on the bat of Christian Yelich because, and it's like, like he, 
was in MVP contention until he got hurt a couple years ago. And uh, he really has, like, his production has been, I mean, up and down and up and down a little bit. And so he's been a solid back for him. But, you know, to go back to that MVP level, if he does that, then I don't think it's, I don't think it's close. I think the Brewers run away with the division. But if he uh, is not quite to that part yet, not quite there, then, you know, I do think the Cardinals will kind of give him a run for the money. I mean, we all remember the Cardinals last year. It was weird. They were like under 500 and then they won, what, 19 games in a row and made them in the playoffs. Something unreal, right? So that's always something that with a franchise that is built like that and the coaching that they have, uh, that they can create uh, some momentum that way. So the Cardinals are always a franchise to be feared, a team to be feared. But um, if Chris Nellich performs the way that we know that he can and can stay healthy throughout the entire season, uh, I do think it's the Brewers division to lose. So I do think that the Brewers run away with it this year. If Adam Wainwright pitches every game, the Cardinals will make the playoffs. Yeah, but he only pitches like 80 miles an hour. So I don't know if that's going to happen. What do you want? He's like 67 years old. 68 years old. Sorry. Excuse you. Sorry. Continuing on to the East, where you have your defending champion Atlanta Braves. We remember their moderately Cinderella season last year, which I don't know about you, but it feels like it's been forever since we had baseball and when the Braves went on their little run team that we didn't think was going to make the playoffs and had a very mediocre regular season and then got hot at the right time and rolled through the playoffs. I think they'll be back again, but I think they'll be the second place team in their own division. I love this Philly team, maybe to my own uh, fault, but JT Real Muto, Gene Segura, your boy Bryce Harper, everybody's favorite. They added Kyle Schwarber and his hit or miss huge bat. They got Nick Castellanos from the Reds. Again, the Reds just sold off everything. Didi Gregorius running around there, Reese Hoskins. And then you've got, if, if they can get the pitching right with Wheeler and Noel leading the way, I love the offense that the Phillies bring. And dare I say the Mets may be flirting with the playoffs. I can't, it's the Mets, so I can never trust them to get in. But I think they're at least the three seed in this division think the Nats and the Marlins are quite a ways down there, despite Juan Soto's greatness, Steven Strasburg's greatness. I don't know that the Nets have, or Nets, I don't know if the Nats of uh, Nationals have put as much around them, and then the Marlins are the Marlins. So, But I think you're going to have a great race between the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets down to the wire, but give me the Phillies and the Braves to be playoff teams out of this weirdly loaded NL East. Yeah, you're not wrong. I do think that it is obviously really loaded, but also, you know, Max Scherzer going to the Mets was uh, yeah, that really feel, that, them, and that feels wrong to say. Really, that is weird, right? But you know, it's what he, they, it's what happened, and we got to live with it. So him and Jacob Degrom both are going to be a one-two punch. That's going to be a, a hard. You know, that's a two Cy Young winners that are going to be just really, really high caliber pitchers for those for that team. So they will they, those two pitchers alone. Will, I mean, that's eighty starts in a season that will keep the Mets just rolling. Um, you know, that's almost a guaranteed, almost almost fifty wins right there uh, between the two of them. So that's going to be a big deal um, for those two players to be in this division as well. Again, Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg. They almost remind me a little bit of the of the angels in a way where they have two really high caliber players and the rest of the roster is like, yeah, what are you even really like, what do you have a plan? Like, what is like, what are you trying to do? Um, fortunately they did win a world series a couple years ago. So they have a little more to hang their hat on in the angels. Too. Um, and so, you know, they're going <laughs> to, the fan base isn't going to go too crazy. And they came out with new uniforms as of yesterday um, with the cherry blossom. So, I mean, Hey, 
what do you say? Um, but also, again, you say really loaded. Like, where, like, what was the deal with Freddie Freeman? Like, why did the Braves choose to get rid of somebody that not only the fans loved, players loved, franchise staple, uh, and they just decided that he shouldn't play for the Braves anymore? I don't think anybody has understood that decision yet, and I don't know that anybody will. Uh, but they ha- still have uh, Ronald Acuna if he can come back healthy. Uh, and a handful of other players that are going to be really fun to watch. So um, that's the young fun team. I do think the Braves take the division and I do think that the Mets come in second. I do think it's close. Um, I don't think it's a runaway quite like the central is uh, maybe one or two games and the Phillies come up third again, really close, but then the fourth and the fifth teams, just like, again, the nationals, what are we doing? And then the Marlins, obviously with Derek Jeter leaving, um, who knows where their leadership is really good. So uh, that's kind of what I think is going to happen for the East this year. Last but not least, we go out west with the uh, the Dodgers. They're going to crush everybody. I I don't see any other way around this. You just mentioned Freddie Freeman. Yes, you lost Seager, but you replaced him with Freddie Freeman. Albert Pujols was the shell of him. Sorry, wrong team. Confused my LA teams there for a minute. Uh, no, he played for the Dodgers last year. Oh, he did. Okay, I thought I was, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, am I crazy? Uh, but yeah, you you basically traded Seager for Freeman in the offseason. But you're so you got Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Chris Taylor, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, AJ Pollock, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Max Muncie. My goodness, that is your starting lineup. Sounds like, sounds like an all-star team. Yeah, they they literally could field an all-star not team. Not to mention, not to mention Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw. You forgot yeah. them. Yeah, it, they're they do not have Kenley Jansen. That's going to be interesting to see if Blake Trinan can carry the water out of the pen. You do. Um, we forgot to mention oh, with the Braves and, that and Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen now with the Braves. So interesting with the Braves and Dodgers. I think the two teams that could be duking out at the end both lost some of their core star players. But the Dodgers are so loaded. I think they're going to run away with this thing. I do kind of like the Giants team. They're able to keep that group together with Belt, Listella, Crawford, Longoria, uh, the new Yaz, uh, Jock Peterson floating around there for whatever he's got left in the tank. I don't love the Padres as much as everybody does. I know they've kind of become the darlings. Uh, with Machado and Luke Voigt, Myers. I've no, I don't know who this Musgrove guy is, but they list him as the number one over you, Darvish, and blah, Blake Snell. So that must there must be something going on in San Diego with him that I don't know about. We've got the Padres in the middle and then the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, who I think are just the de facto feeder systems for the rest of the league. Spend a couple of years getting really great with the Rockies and Diamondbacks, then you get traded to a much better team, except for Chris Bryant seems to be doing it in reverse, where people are just trading him and he's taking buckets of money for... The production he best he, his best years were with the Cubs, and those were several years ago. But people are still paying him like it. Uh, so I, Dodgers far and away, and I think Giants and Padres in the middle, and Rockies and Diamondbacks at the bottom. Yeah, you know, and you we forget who won the division last year, right? I mean, the Giants did win the division last year. Um, it was a one game. It was a one game way of victory, but they still were able to beat the Dodgers out. And obviously the Dodgers won to beat them and went on the, um, losing the championship series to the Braves, but still the Giants, you know, as oddly good as they were, um, I still think that they have the ability and the capability to, to play that way. But as you mentioned, the Padres, they were almost like, they were, I think everybody's world series favorites last year when they had, when they picked up everybody, a few Darvish. They obviously have a Fernando Tatis Jr. Who's a lot of fun to watch, you know, he, um, was a little bit more of a liability in the field than I think that they wanted him to be. Um, so they had, they had to switch him positions a couple of times. 
Um, and so I think that's something that's going to potentially hold them back. If uh, who knows how much he's worked on that in the off season, we, we pray that he has because he's such an electric player um, on offense that you need him to be able to produce on defense just enough that you can keep him in the lineup full time uh, and not be such a liability. So uh, as you said before, the Dodgers, they have, a team that is just absolutely ridiculous. And it's, it's one of those teams where you pay for the talent and pray the chemistry comes later and they just keep paying and paying and paying for talent. And it clearly is working because they won a world series. They lost the world series um, and they continually be the best team in baseball um, by a large margin. And I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. So I do think that they'll probably get to hundred wins this season and you know, there might be the odds on favorite to play and win in the World Series again. So, fun team to watch. Obviously, we know that. But at the end of the day, they also, uh, I think they have the highest payroll for a reason. And it's one of those teams that's basically also a team. So, what do you do? Who is who is the best player on the Dodgers right now? If you were fantasy, if you were building a franchise, pitchers not included, but of the battery, you could pick one Dodgers player. Who's the best player right now? What are my options? Will Smith, Freddie Freeman, Chris Taylor, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, AJ Pollock, Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy. I feel like I should just narrow it down to Freddie Freeman, Cody Bellinger, and Mookie Betts, but you may not agree with me. No, and I'd probably choose Mookie Betts. He, he might be, I mean, I, he's 29, so maybe he's a little older, but I think that when it comes to the superstar personality, he probably has the best superstar personality when it comes to the you know, the, the ability to lead a franchise. He has the ability to play multiple positions. He can play at bat in multiple spots. Um, and he just has a, such a high ceiling. So um, I would probably choose him, although <laughs> that's not the easiest decision to make in the world. You could probably choose four or five guys and not be wrong. All right. Good problem to have if you're the Dodgers. Not, a, not the worst thing that could happen. You could be the Pirates and not have anybody. No. I have a guy that know, doesn't know how to touch first base to end an inning. How many guys that are on the bench for the Dodgers could start in other teams? Yeah, I don't know because I don't know their bench very well. But well, I like, bench like Max Muncie is just the DH right now. And then you have Austin yeah. Barnes. Like Austin Barnes and Max Muncie could start for probably almost any other team. Certainly they would start for the bottom for bottom 15. I would venture to guess. And then you get in the top 15, that's maybe a little bit tougher, but for sure, the bottom 15 of the league, I would, I would, wouldn't doubt that at all. All right. So before Austin gets out of here, remind us of your NL teams. Dodgers, Brewers, and you have the Braves winning the East. Braves. Those are the Braves. Division winners. Yeah. And then the Mets making the playoffs and the Giants making the playoffs. All right. So we've got your yeah. team. So what's, what's our World Series projection here? Dodgers, Blue Jays. <sighs> For as different as we are, I've got the exact, I've got the two same teams going to the playoffs or going to the World Series. So two, Dodgers, two different Blue methods, Jays. two different routes to the dance, but running up in the same destination. Now, what say you when it, sitting here at the end of October or early November, what's it going to be? Man, I'm going Toronto. I nice. I, I just, and again, I love this team. And for what it's worth, like you can pick, like, I don't, I don't want to play safe. And I think picking the Dodgers is just like safe, easy. Yeah. They're the favorite. Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. They're cool. Whatever. But I think that the, I think that the, I think Toronto has a legitimate chances here. They're again, they have some solid pieces that have been around for a few years now. 
Um, and I think like you think they have they've been around for a long time. If you think about Vagero Jr. and Bobochet and all them, they've been around the game for so long. And so I really do think they have a really, really high chance of taking it all this year. As much as I like that Toronto team, I just can't shake what I'm seeing from the Dodgers. They're so good and just got better with Freddie Freeman. So give me the Dodgers to top the Jays. Uh, you're such a win. Why don't you go for the underdog? Sorry. Why don't you put the why don't you pick the Pirates then? Go put like a dollar on the Pirates. They're probably like ten thousand to one right now. You know what? I would feel like that'd be a waste of money. But it's only a dollar. That's true. It's hey, one gas it's one gas station hot dog a, less. A penny saved is a penny earned, okay? Thanks, Dad. Yeah. All that's right. right. That's called Midwestern hospitality. And with that, we're going to keep it short and to the point this week. Austin has places to go and things to do. We thank him for jumping on this week's show. Happy upcoming sports weekend to you. So many great things happening in the sports world. The soap opera that is the NFL offseason continues. We'll have our draft special coming up in a couple weeks. You have the NHL playoffs fast approaching, NBA playoffs fast approaching. It is WrestleMania weekend. These guys don't let me talk about pro wrestling enough on this show. We've got WrestleMania, which all the other wrestling promotions out there from your little local companies up to the big dogs, they're all doing big shows. Ring of Honor, happy to have them back. You've got UFC ramping up here for the spring and summer, so some really exciting cards. So much going on in the sports world, and April is going to be really exciting. Next week, we're planning our Masters preview, so we're going to talk about the favorites in the Masters and get you all caught up on the golf season ahead of us in 2022. Two weeks, we're going to do an NBA uh, playoff preview. Three weeks looking at doing our draft special. This is one of our one of our favorite episodes. Probably have three of us here to do our own mock draft and go through who we think each team's going to take in each slot. And then at the end of April, we'll check in, really kind of do a roundup of the spring, see where we're at with the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, see where the dust has settled on NFL free agency, recap the draft. So much to get to throughout the month of April. And the Final Four is upon us. Kansas, Duke. North Carolina, Villanova. I think the two best teams are on the right side of the bracket with Villanova and Kansas. So I think at the end of the day, I'm sticking with Villanova to be the team that wins it. I think they topple Kansas. And the fairy tale story of Coach K's final season is going to get almost to the promised land, but just come up short. I think Villanova tops Duke in the national title game. Let's call it 83-79. I think it'll be a great high-scoring nail-biter game all the way down to the end. But go Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats team. Thank you all for joining us this week on the Sports Gospel. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, sportsgospel.com. Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time.